0: Hey everyone, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. Today is a very special Modern Heathen Man. As I have asked some of my fervent listeners for input as what to talk about. So we're just going to get right into it today and not um, do the normal opening or anything. So you'll have to excuse me, I'm going through the drive through at McDonald's and getting some food. So bear with me one moment here while I do that and we'll begin Modern Heathen Man. The topic today is going to be the evolution of heathenry. And what was the two other part of the doubles. camp? Yeah, two week doubles. And the known differences. And the known differences. So, I'm going to talk about the evolution of heathenry as I know the evolution of heathenry um, in my studies and um, the information that I got. So, I don't have my books with me. You too, ma'am, thank you. I don't have my books with me today, um, so you'll have to... Well, I'll have to apologize, you'll have to bear with me. Uh, some of the names and stuff, of the, the, the people, places, and things, but... We'll go over it and go from there. So, ancient heathenry, as we know it, was followed by the Norse and those people of northern Germanic tribes. Um, They called themselves uh, the Norse people, or the Northmen, or whatever you want to put the connotation to that. I'm going to say this here and now, not the Vikings. That'd be like calling every American a marine, we are not marines, we're Americans. So, with that said, um, they were not Vikings, they were the Norse people, or the North people, or the Northern Germanic people. Thank you. The so, they practiced heathenry, and um, some people wrote about it um, in the uh, Germanica by T.C.S. He wrote about the people and um, actually described their gods as Thor, and not Thor, as... Um, Um, Hercules and stuff like that because that was the gods he knew not the gods that they actually worshipped. So um, with that said you can get a basic idea of the type of heathenry they followed but then you get into the idea that um, he actually didn't write the book or he didn't witness the thing. Specifically somebody else um, originally wrote about it and he just copied what they wrote so once again it's one of those things that you either have to take Um, at its word or take with a grain of salt Um, you make the decision if you want to read the Germanica it's about 400 pages Um, it's written by a man named Theseus he's an ancient Roman Tacitus Tacitus, sorry and he was an ancient Roman and he wrote a lot about other countries and stuff like that so you can take it and the small part in there is about the Germanic people so that's the beginning of heathenry per se Um, Where it came before that, um, it was an eclectic um, putting together of a couple different tribes that had different people um, that believed in different things. Now, I'm going to say this, and, and don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. A lot of times we look at gods and the deeds they do as just gods doing their deeds. However... One of my personal belief systems is that, you know, before God, Thor was a God, he was a person, an actual person, that did these great things, and people made him a God, if you will. Um, So sometimes, you know, all levity is rooted in reality, if you will, kind of thing, you know what I mean? So I believe that, you know, there, there may have once been a man named... Thor, there may have once been a man named Odin, and that in what he did was so great that people elevated him to god status, and then he became the God. And then the question is, do we speak the God into existence, or do the um, God speak us into existence? We know what the story of creation is through the Norse um, Eddas and stuff like that, so we just believe that, and that's the way it's supposed to be. But sometimes you have to look at things a little more in-depthly. Now, modern heathenry has three specific styles of heathenry. And I'm going to call them styles because I don't believe that they're actual beliefs, but I believe they're styles of heathenry. The first is the one that I ascribe to, which is called universal heathenism, or heathenism. Because that means that everybody is able to join in, worship the gods, venerate with me, and we get along just fine. I don't care who you are, where you come from, or what your background is. If you want to worship Thor with me, you and I will grab the horn together, throw some meat in there, have a good time, maybe throw some ale, and sit down at a bonfire and talk about the gods, ancestors, and Einherjar. Now, that's the first type. The next type is called the tribalists. Uh, their belief system is that you have to belong to a uh, tribe or a group of people that believe in heathenry. And the only way you can worship is to be taken into that group of people. So if you take your... Um, oh, give me a here. If you take your group of people you have there now, and you're going to go ahead and start a new one, and you say, okay, the only way that you're going to be able to worship is that you have to be a member of this known... Group of people here, and if you're not, then you're not going to be a member. That's it, you can't worship. The last one is called the. Oh, I can't remember the name right now. Folkish. The Folkish. They believe that the only way you get to worship is by being a person of Northern Germanic descent. you. So, with that said, let's talk about the 70s and the respringing of um, Asatru. So, there was a guy back in the 70s who was originally from Finland, and I don't remember his name, and I apologize for this. He's either from Finland or Holland, but um, he went to Iceland, and then he went all over the northern Germanic things, and eventually made his way to some place in Europe, and said, you know, my grandfather or my grandmother practiced this religion here, and this is what um, they did, and all this other stuff. And he called it True to the Aesir, so he named it Asatru, and he gave a resurgence to um, Asatru or heathenry. And then, of course, different places took that and ran with it. I'm gonna say this and just say it. We live in a world where everybody wants to be exclusive, but everybody wants to be included. nobody wants to be different but everybody wants to be different (laughs) that's the best way i can describe it it sounds really weird but uh yeah everybody wants to be different but nobody wants to be different if you will so you know we all want to be unique and and um special but not strange or different so when people take into heathenry and they begin to follow. They want to make it theirs. And they want to make it their own. And based on what they read and based on what they've been taught through their lives, they bring all that in with them. And it's the baggage of reality. That's all that it is. So, you know, if you were taught that, oh, only only true Vikings can worship the gods. So you have to go out and you have to plunder and pillage someplace before you get to be... You know, in heathenry, then, well, that's what you were taught. Or, you know, you have these other people now who believe that, you know, the only the um, soldiers and the warriors get to worship the god, because they're the only people that are truly worthy to do so. So heathenry has melded, been molded, been shaped, been changed through the years by these people. Now, I believe, firmly that the Vikings, when they were out a Viking, would have gone throughout the whole world if they had a chance. I believe that the Norsemen would have taken over the world and brought their style of everything everywhere, because even today in America we're more Norse than we care to tell everybody. I mean, from our traditions, to what we call our days, to the way we travel. You know, it's all Norse words. So, whether we like it or not, that's what we are. So, uh, with that said, the evolution has really been mucky and Mari And in the sense that it's not really solidified where this came from or where that came from. It kind of just shows up and rears its head and becomes part of what people believe. Um, Right now in the heathen community, everybody knows a certain person said a certain thing to another person of ethnic descent. And the heathen world went crazy because, you know, some people are saying they're right. Some people are saying they're wrong. Some people are saying, well, I'm not getting involved. Some people are saying this. Some people are saying that. The bottom line is how we treat people is how we get treated. And a lot of times in heathenry, we forget the um, words of Odin, and we forget to have them all. And we believe that our belief system is stronger than those words. And in all honesty, all we have is those words. And if we don't follow those words, then we're not truly in heathenry. And that's where I'm going to leave that. So, in the muck and mar of the transition of heathenry through the years, I, I made the discussion of when we ghost people that we tend to help that along and I'm still under that belief system. I'm still believing that as we ghost people, we allow them to make their own decisions. We allow them to um, come up with their own answers. They don't have somebody to, to really help them through the questionary period of becoming heathen. So they either make it up or follow someone that they believe is right or true because that person is willing to take them on rather than the person that should have taken them on, which goes to them. So, that's been a big help. So, the heathenry has almost come full circle in the sense that it was a solitary religion, supposedly, in the 70s, became a group religion, and is going back to a solitary religion because we can't even get along with each other. We can't even decide what we all believe in. We can't tell each other what we believe in. And we don't know where we came from. We don't know where we're going. So with that said, heathenry has really mucked up and become a swamp of things going on. So I almost want to say in conclusion, but I don't want to say in conclusion. Where do we go from here is the question. And in my mind, we can either move forward or we move backwards. Um, My hopes and prayers to the gods, of course, is that we continue to move forward. But as I look and see, I don't see us moving forward. I see us moving backwards. I see us not going to where we need to go. I see us Falling backwards most of the time Because we fall back on what we believe to be true Rather than what is true I've said a lot of times, you know, my path is my path Your path is your path The answer for me is not necessarily the answer for you But there comes a point where there is one answer for all of us We've all got to learn to get along. We've all got to learn to be heathen and respect one another. There's no reason that I cannot pick up a horn with a person who's a tribalist, with a person who is a universalist, and worship together... There's no reason whatsoever. We worship the same gods. What makes my... veneration of Thor... any less... if I come from a Chinese background... as opposed to if I came from a Germanic background? That's what you have to ask yourself. We are moving at a pace where we look bad to the world because we don't do things that we are supposed to do. We're looking bad to the world because we fight with each other. And we look bad to the world because we cannot even agree on our own doctrine of our faith and how we worship. The evolution of heathenry through the years has done two things. It solidified it, number one because it's there now for sure but the other thing it's done is it's set it on a path that is very confusing for the, the first person getting into it or the person just getting into it because I believe if our ancestors would come forward to today they wouldn't know what we were doing they wouldn't understand it They wouldn't comprehend how we do things or how things are done today. And there's good changes and there's bad changes. I mean, the good change is, you know, we we don't necessarily sacrifice animals anymore. You know what I mean? And understanding that that's, you know, food for everybody. And if we do have a sacrifice, we share our sacrifice. You know, that's a good thing. You know, but a bad thing is the idea that we don't have time anymore for the gods. Or, you know, our days are so caught up in things that we've lost the idea of taking a few moments to venerate the gods or venerate the ancestors and we're forgetting about them we're not teaching our children to take the time to do that and even altars I mean I don't think they would understand why we didn't have an altar you know um, so with that said we have to look at just like family history and just like ancestry, if we don't know where we came from how is it possible to even understand where we're going to so we have to know where we came from Um, you know, read read, 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 and read you know, when you're done reading, read a little bit more like I always say, but understand at the same time that just because you're reading certain things doesn't mean you're reading other things We need to look back and really solidify where heathenry has come from and where our roots are and start nurturing those roots to grow the great tree that's going to become us as a people. So, with that said, I want to thank you for joining me for Modern Heathen Man. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. And have a great day, and I will talk to you soon.